Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast today, I would ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world. And the last thing I want for anybody is for them to look on their life with regret. The research shows that over 85% of people look back on their life with significant regret. Number one regret of the dying is I did not live a life true to who I knew I should be. I instead lived my life based on the expectations of others. Most of the time when you're compelled, that comes from your gut. That's your intuition telling you you need to move forward. And your brain will tell you not to move forward because your mind is built for survival. So it is up to you to take action when you're compelled to quiet that voice in your mind and to let it know that everything's going to be all right. Well, today I am really, really excited. I have a very good friend of mine and partner who is on the call with us and on the podcast today. His name is Keith Varis. Keith, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on here. I enjoy listening to it, and uh, I'm honored uh, to be on it today. Well, Keith, I tell you what, I, I think today is going to be a real benefit for all of our listeners. Keith is a succession planning expert, and he focuses on helping his clients prepare their businesses to be sold and also prepares them for transition, whether it be second, third, fourth, fifth generation, sometimes sixth, seventh, eighth generation businesses. But Keith is very precise. He has great moral integrity and great character. And I'm just happy to call him partner and friend. So Keith, if you don't mind, I, I just want to jump in. This is about you today and all the knowledge and wisdom that you can pass on to our clients. So if you don't mind, I love hearing people's stories. What I want to hear more about, and I want our clients to, and, and potential clients to hear more about, is your story. How did you get to become a division leader and partner at HBK? Tell us kind of how it all unfolded. Sure, and, and thanks for the kind uh, words, Michael. I, ho- I hope I can live up to it. So I first became a partner at HBK. And then I became a, a division leader. So I'll talk a little bit about how I became a partner because I know you, you want to focus on some leadership issues today. And I'll just share a little bit of my story and how uh, leadership may have played a role in, in my being able to get to partner first. So I've been with the firm uh, in, in two months. It'll be 29 years. So almost three decades. Uh, I, I joined HBK uh, right out of college, Erie, Pennsylvania, Mercyhurst University. Uh, Steve Jackson interviewed me. He was the chair of the executive committee at the time. So I had the chair of the executive committee coming on to our college campus and interviewing. That's how involved our partnership group is at all levels of of bringing people into the firm. And uh, I decided to join HBK and started in, in the Ohio office. And I started to thrive in the Ohio office. And and I think that uh, a big part of that was my willingness 
to accept opportunities that presented themselves both internally within the firm and externally in the community. And I also understood what the firm valued and what it is they were looking for in potential leaders uh, and my willingness to step into both internal opportunities, which may have been just taking the lead you know, on, on client scenarios or, or firm initiatives, those types of things internally, but also externally, our firm takes great pride in making sure that our employees are valuable, considerate members of their community and actually impact the communities in which they live to make it a better place for, for all citizens. And I embraced that early on. I was very involved in the community at varied uh, organizations and levels, and this brought me close proximity with the people who were leaders of the community. One beautiful thing about uh, being involved in your community is they're always you know, welcoming uh, of those who would like to contribute to the community. Uh, so, so that presents a, a great opportunity, and it presented a great opportunity for me. So with my being able to be close to HBK leaders, because I was stepping into things that were offered to me, and community, I learned some great things. What to do, what not to do, you know, what made good leaders, what made people follow uh, the leaders, both inside the firm and in the community. And I was fortunate enough to grab hold of uh, practice development. And, and what that means in our world is bringing business in to our firm. And, and that can mean for you and in, in your business, you know, increasing sales or, or whatever it is that, that you're doing as, as a young or old professional. And because I grabbed onto that and learned about that and understood that the firm valued that, I actually was able to be promoted to a manager position faster than anyone in the firm had been. And I want to point out, it wasn't because I was a genius. It wasn't because I was smarter than anyone in the firm. <laughs> and I have to repeat that. It, I wasn't the smartest person. That's not why it happened. Although there is a certain technical ability that's required in our profession, what I did understand is in order to get to a leadership role, I needed to develop a book of clients of my own. Back then, you know, it's a long time ago, it was a requirement of the principals or partners in that office to give you clients of theirs in order for you to be promoted. So I made it very easy for them in that they did not have to give me any clients. Mm -hmm. So when it came time to consider me for promotion, in addition to the good things that I was doing in other areas and in the yeah. community, they didn't have to give me any clients to promote me. So I, I understood that process and it allowed me to, to gain that, that leadership role pretty quickly. Um, so you know that, that's, that's what led me to the management team at HBK. And my biggest opportunity that was presented to me was in 2002, uh, after I'd been with the firm for 10 years, they asked me if I would like to help them open a Fort Myers office of HBK. And, uh, you know, that was something that was way outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked to my partner, who was a mentor of mine at the time, and I said, you know, what's going to be my most, my biggest challenge uh, if I accept this challenge? Um, and it would require me moving out. You know, I was married. I had three ch young children uh, and it was going to require us to move 2000 miles away from our support system and our family. And, uh, you know, obviously I made that decision to come here, but I was told that the toughest thing I would deal with is HR and dealing with and leading people was going to be the toughest thing. And I took that information and I started educating myself 
through reading and, and, and videos and learning uh, uh, leadership and how to interact with people and cultures, things that I know that you, Michael, are an expert on. Uh, so happy our firm decided to bring you in because culture is pretty much a thread through everything. And that's something that I learned early on when I came down to Florida and started this office. And, I, and I'm very proud uh, to say that the Fort Myers office of HBK has had a significant impact on Southwest Florida, specifically in Cape yeah. Coral and Fort Myers. Uh, we brought our philosophy down here and our culture down here, which is come here. Yes, we're here to service clients, but let's get into the community. And I know for a fact uh, that Cape Coral and Fort Myers have been impacted by HBK Southwest Florida and is a better place for, for the citizens uh, because we are here. And I'm very proud of that. Wow, that's, that's awesome. I love that story. And, and I love what you said at the beginning about you were just always looking for opportunity. You're keeping your eye out and you're willing to say yes to opportunity. Um, I think that's so relevant. It's not, and you also talked about not being the smartest person, which I, I disagree with because I think you're pretty darn smart. But We have a lot um, of smart people, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the idea of looking for opportunity and being a continual and voracious learner, how important that is to us in our careers. It just, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of staying and, and trying new things and risking a little bit. But I love your story because it's like, I mean, how many people would pick up their wife and three kids and, and move from everything you know to something brand new and, and unbeknownst? And there's all sorts of what ifs, you know, what's going to happen? Oh, no. But yeah. wow, what, what a great story and what a great testament of what could happen if you have good character and you're willing to take a risk. Um, and I guess that segues into my next question. Uh, what's the greatest leadership lesson you've ever learned? You know, that you could, you could say that thing that I learned at this mm -hmm. stage of my life has stuck with me and I've never forgotten it. And, and that's one that I would pass on to everybody. What do you have one of those? Yeah. Well, and it dovetails nicely from your last question. And I realized I failed to answer the second part of your first question was how <laughs> did I become a leader of a new service line uh, in HBK? Yeah. And, and, the lesson that I learned, you know, I learned lots of lessons over my career, but the one that's sticking with me now because it's fresh six years ago uh, when we decided as a firm that we wanted to help our business owners and friends who were considering their exit strategies. And at, at the point in time, HBK was doing a wonderful job of helping those clients and friends look at the tax ramifications, consider how you might structure it. Uh, a little bit of financial planning expertise was brought to the table, but we weren't in a position to actually coordinate the process to educate those business owners about the multiple options that they would have upon exit because the vast majority of business owners are totally unaware of all of the options that they have for exiting their business. And yeah. we're in a position now because we formed HBK Corporate Finance six years ago, and I made the decision to transfer my client base from the CPA firm clients that I had to a gentleman uh, in my office, Michael DeLuca, uh, who's doing a wonderful job with our clients. He's a rising star uh, in our firm. So that I was very fortunate to have someone like him uh, that would be in a position to help 
me transition those clients. So there was a leadership transfer there from, from me uh, having that relationship with my entire client base, transitioning it over a five-year period to, to Michael DeLuca. Uh, that, was the, that was a lesson. But the, but the biggest lesson that I learned because I basically burned the ships in, in saying that I was going to take on this yeah. position as director of corporate finance, which yeah. was a new service offering that was somewhat foreign to many of my teammates, what I learned, and this is applicable across many things, parenting, you know, I have five kids as well. So it's all, this is applicable across, that when you set out to do something, you always underestimate the amount of time, effort, and energy it's going to take to do what yeah. you think you're going to be able to accomplish. Now, I am in a financial services company or firm. And yep. because of that, most of us are pretty good at math and statistics. So we'll say things yep. like, hey, our, our firm and our extended network, we're touching you know, 20,000 or more corporate clients. And if only 5% of those business owners are considering their exit strategy each year, and we can just get in front of 20% of them, and out of that 20%, we get 10% of them, <laughs> and we should right. have 20 new clients a year. Uh, that are coming through our uh, certified exit uh, planning process, but it doesn't work Absolutely. that way with just math. I, I mean, there there is so much that needs to be done in the way of shift in culture, uh, internal and external marketing, especially when you're starting something that the firm that's 70 years old uh, had never done before. And, you know, it, so it has taken way more time and effort and energy uh, than I assumed from the beginning. You know, my targets and goals uh, came and, and went without being met. Uh, and that, that was very discouraging. Uh, and, and maybe more importantly, the thing that I learned was the only way I was going to fail was if I quit. If I said, this is it. I, you know, I've tried this yeah. for long enough. The firm has been supporting me. There's some frustration uh, about when some fruit is going to be seen. Uh, and if I would have quit, uh, you know, after three or four years, uh, then I absolutely positively would have guaranteed failure because I would no longer be doing yep. it. But pressing through that uh, and allowing something to take the time that it was going to be required to take uh, in the environment that we were in uh, has shown to be a great success for us and the, and the right choice for us. It's so funny. I teach on you know, vision and strategy. And it's funny, I, I say that all the time. I'm like, a visionary thinks that what requires a year should take three months. You know, <laughs> and we get frustrated. Right. When it's a, but that's yeah. true. I mean, what a great lesson, though, is, um, you know, take, it's, it's the measure twice, cut once analogy, where it's like, make sure you really count the cost and the activities that you're going to need to be successful. And then, you know, we can, simply do the activities and put ourselves in a position to be successful. That's a great lesson um, that we should really take time to focus on the actual work that it's going to take mm -hmm. and what's required of us and count the cost. And um, you save yourself a lot of unnecessary heartache, I believe, when you do that. So I think that's a great lesson. You know, there's a lot of people that will never, ever come close to being a partner at a larger firm like HBK. You know, if you look at the percentages, you know, it's, it's less than 1% of people yeah. ever will be, uh, you know, a financial services partner. 
what's it like to lead a, a larger firm? You know, HBK is about 650 total team members, and uh, you're one of 72 total partners across the firm. Uh, what's that like? Can you tell, tell the people what it's like to lead in a firm like this? Well, as you may expect and, and probably have heard before, as the organizations that you work for or maybe are a leader in or aspire to become a leader in, uh, the larger they are, sometimes the slower they may be to react and pivot to uh, you know, market changes and pivots. So there, there can be some level of frustration at times, uh, but I think the trade-off uh, for that inability to maybe be as quick reacting as someone who has, you know, a sole practitioner who has three employees and they're able to make decisions that morning on what they're doing that afternoon. Uh, so, so what what you lose there is you gain uh, in having what, like Michael said, 600 or more uh, professionals who I'm able to share my vision with uh, who are serving clients of the firm who I firmly believe need to hear about the services that yourself uh, and I and some of my other partners who are, are, are leaning, leading new uh, service lines need to hear about. And it's not so we can sell them something. It's not about selling. It's about providing something that they need and helping them understand why they need it. I, I never liked the term I can sell snow to Eskimos because Eskimos don't need snow. So, so that's not really something that's, that's moral to me. I'm interested in having passion for the service that we provide as a firm, understanding it and understanding how it is going to make our clients' lives better. And, and when you firmly believe that, you're never selling anyone anything. You're, you're sharing with them solutions to problems and concerns that they have. So because I work for a large organization, I am able to reach out to to hundreds of other thoughtful professionals and team members that we have that have visions and input of their own from all their own experiences. And I can learn from them and hopefully they can learn from me. Not one of us has to be an expert on everything like you might be if you're a sole practitioner or in a, you know, a small firm. When you're in a large firm, you just need to know who the experts are. You need to develop those internal relationships yep. so that you understand cues from clients and potential clients uh, that are expressing some of the things that keep them up at night, some of the things they're concerned about. You know, I need to connect you with Mike yep. Ross, or I need to connect you yep. with Amy Dalen, who is the chair of our tax department. The list goes on and on where I have an amazing network of brilliant people that I can bring to the table to anybody I meet. I truly believe that anytime I go out and I'm meeting people at an event or out in, in public, HBK, when it comes to a financial services company, we are really in a position to help them with just about anything that they would mention. And that's an unbelievable yeah. thing that we have and that the young professionals that are coming into our firm have they have an unbelievable network immediately that makes them very valuable in their community immediately because they know who to call and who to bring in. Uh, they're not out there trying to do it on their own. I, I think it's just amazingly powerful. That's, that's the biggest plus I see, you know, with a big organization like, like HBK. That's awesome. I heard, I can't remember who said this, but 
as you were talking in the beginning, I was thinking about this uh, quote that you travel much faster alone, but it's not as fun, <laughs> right? And, and so, yeah, <laughs> or things, safe. Things yeah. are a little, yeah, yeah, right. It's a little slower when you you're traveling towards something with a lot of people. But the other thing is, you know, if you if you do lock arms, if you join together, you can accelerate everyone's success. And you're absolutely right. As someone who was a, a solopreneur for almost 11 years, I had to do a little bit of everything. Now, I tried to specialize as much as possible, but it is nearly impossible to do that. But being a part of a firm, you get to specialize, but you also get the pleasure of giving other people work that's in a zone that they love. You know, doing something you really love to do there's a lot of research on this as well. You know, when someone's passionate about something, you know, their productivity rate goes up by over 40%, mm. you know, because mm. you, you can't slow a person down who's passionate about sure. something. So in a firm like this, we're able to specialize and, and like you said, really resolve client problems, resolve their deficiencies so they can sleep better at night. That is that's so good, Keith. I appreciate that. We're going to stop right there for this week. Join us next time as we continue with the second half of Michael's interview with Keith Veres. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.